Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Good morning, my little love bunnies. It is Saturday, and we have a lot to go over, so let's get right to it, shall we? Um, So this morning, I'm sitting here in bed, and yes, I'm still in bed. It is 6.44. I get the baby today, so... Uh, after my podcast, after my episode here, I need to get in the shower and get ready for the day. But today, as I'm sitting here in bed watching the news, Fox and Friends, um, they uh, before they go to a commercial, they announce that Media Senior Vice President of News and Politics, Alan Komizarov, died of a heart attack, age 47. And then they go off to a commercial. Of course, when they come back from the commercial, they do a segment on a woman and her daughter who took the vaccine and is now paralyzed and has huge, serious medical problems from it. Now, I'm not saying these two, you know, I'm not saying that the dude died from the vaccine suddenly, but age 47 in another article, it did say he was exercising when he told his wife he didn't feel good. And so it wasn't suddenly, but, um, and yes, back in the day before 2020, there were people that died at a young age of heart attacks. It wasn't common, but it just seems like a lot of people are dying very young very young, because I think 47 is young, me being 56, of a heart attack. How terrifying. Um, but let's move on, shall we? You can watch Pat Gray every morning, Monday through Friday. They usually have something on this, okay, the died suddenly type thing. But anyway, let's move on. I want to move on because we have a lot to cover. Today is National Sweatpants Day. And um, I love sweatpants. I only own one actual pair of sweatpants. I would like to get another pair that I can wear while I'm washing my other pair. (laughs) But I also have several leggings. And I consider them to sort of be sweatpants because they're stretchy and they're comfortable. They're non-binding. And uh, so there you go. National Sweatpants Day. It's Saturday, so a great day to wear your sweatpants. Okay, there's another story out that I find hilarious and I think everybody can relate to uh, about this group texting thing. The family, a girl, uh, a girl, a young lady put out a text on Twitter, something that her dad said in a group text. And he says, you know, I'm out. I can't keep up with the pressure of the group text. And he was joking, of course. And she knew he was joking and she put it on Twitter, where it went, you know, obviously it went, it went viral. The family's name is Dorazio, I guess. Look, there's a lot of names I'm going to talk about in this episode, and I'm probably going to butcher the heck out of them. Just be warned. Anyway, the father is a physician, I believe, and I know the group text with he is the mom, the dad, and the two daughters, I think. Group text. You know, families have group text. I get it. We have group text. Not a lot, but we do. We um, Just to, for informational type purposes, like we're going to have dinner on blah, blah, blah. 
So it's not something that we do every day because the kids, our kids know that we go to bed super early and we wake up super early and they don't really group text us daily at all. Uh, but I thought that was funny. And so, oh, so I want to talk about group text. When I first experienced group text was at, at a job, actually, when I sold cars. And oh, it used to make me so mad. It used to make me so mad to get these group texts because I felt personally attacked and I felt like everybody was invited to watch me being personally attacked. Obviously, that was not the case. But let's say, for instance, I was at work and I parked a car that we test drove. You know, I didn't pull it up to the to the dealership. I put it back in the parking spot. Because you're not supposed to do that. That's a no-no. But you know, I didn't know. I didn't know that. And so, a group text. Group text goes out. When after the test drive, make sure you bring the car back up to the front door so the customer can see it as you're negotiating instead of parking it back. Because if you park it up near the dealership, it's implying that they're going to buy it. If you put it back in the parking spot, it means they're you know you don't think they're going to buy it. Whatever. It's just a lot of mind games. Anyway, I always felt personally attacked in those group texts, even though that was not the case. I just hated them. But now I've grown to kind of like them for family purposes, because sometimes my husband will say, well, what is so-and-so meaning? Let's talk about, you know, let's say it's our daughter we're talking about. And he will text something like, well, is so-and-so going over to so-and-so's house? I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask. So I feel like, and then I'll text my daughter asking. Then I'll go back and text my husband. I feel like the in-between, and I it takes that, that that takes a lot of time, and it's kind of aggravating. But so, I, you know, I like the group text as a family, We but we do not do it a lot. All right, so, oh, oh, also on the, Dura, I thought this was hilarious, on the Durazio's Twitter feed where she posted that, a lot of people commented back, and one of the commenters said, true story, my father-in-law, who was new to technology and texting in the early days, thought LOL meant lots of love. So, for instance, if somebody said, oh, our pet died, blah, 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 he would text back, oh, that's so sad news, LOL. We thought it meant lots of love. Oh, my gosh, that's, that's hilarious. I don't know if that was true or not, but it's still funny. Okay, so from Outkick.com, again, another name I'm going to destroy is Ivan Provorov. Jersey sells out after media crucifies him. Now, he is the hockey player that refused to wear the gay pride jerseys because of his religious beliefs. I don't think you need to have a reason why you don't want to wear something, okay? But... Anyway, you know, if you're forcing, you know, if I come up to work and they they hand me a patch to put on my shirt that's a rainbow patch for gay pride, I'm turning around and walking right back out. I'm not even going to give them an explanation. Don't force me. Now, I'll wear my work shirt, but I'm not going to wear something like that. That's personal. That's personal. That's an individual thing, okay? I, I don't bring politics into work like that. But... What gets me, though, is this ESPN, Greg Wyshynski. Okay, ESPN, I know they've gone off the rails. I don't know why, but ESPN used to be a good sports program to watch. 
okay, but not anymore. So ESPN Greg Wyshynski expressed his anger. Okay, there. Let's stop right there. Why does he need to express his anger? He, if he's from, if he's with ESPN, he's a news. I mean, he's a sports analysis, right? He should just report the sports, I think. But he expressed his anger uh, because this pro Provorov guy in the past has worn jerseys that support, let's say, Military Appreciation Day, which this Wojcinski person thinks is wrong. So you you think it's wrong to force to to for somebody to wear a jersey for Military Appreciation Day, but you want him to be forced to wear a gay pride jersey? All right, got it. And then another Canadian news anchor, Sid Cesario, a news anchor again, said flyers should be fined $1 million for Provorov's decision and then went on to attack all religious people. He says, quote, nothing scares me more than any human being who says I'm doing it this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you look at people's lives who normally say that publicly, you throw up at what you saw. So I want to ask, what does this mean? Is he lumping all, what does this mean? What is he trying to say here? He's grouping everyone together. So if he wants to group all religious people together like that, basically saying that if you say something publicly, it's because of your beliefs. But you, if you go to look at their lives, they're horrible, terrible human beings, and you throw up at their actions. Okay, well, if we're going to do that, then um, let's talk about the gay couple in Atlanta who adopted two young boys and then proceeded to sexually abuse them and pimp them out to other gay men. Let's talk about that. You can find that story on townhall.com. When I first saw this story, I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was fake. I thought somebody was making this up. But no, it is for real. There's a four-part series, a thorough investigation done by this journalist over on townhall.com. I read all four articles. It is horrific. But I don't group all gay people into that type of thing. So this Canadian news anchor, I think, is stupid. Okay, we're going to move on. I am going to leave you with something more upbeat and positive. This is from grrrgraphics.com. Six things to do list. If you need to feel better, uh, uplift yourself, be more positive, have a good feeling, with all this chaos that's going on in the world, this these are six things you can do personally every day to help uplift your mood, other than watching Pat Gray. All right, so we're going to read something that could be your favorite passage from the Bible, read a, an uplifting story, read a fun book, read something that's inspirational, that's hopeful, something like that that's positive. Read your favorite quote every day, whatever. And then number two, we're going to watch something that is fun, clean, wholesome, a palate cleanser, as some people would like to call it. I posted a video on that my husband found. I posted on Twitter of this boat that's out in the ocean, and this whale comes up 
and he, they have a ball, and they throw the ball, and the whale goes and gets it and brings it back to him. So they're playing fetch with this whale out in the ocean. It's pretty cool to watch, and it made you feel good, right? So watch something fun, happy, funny, um, something like that, inspirational. Next, we are going to write. You notice that all of these are kind of sensory type things, okay? So we're going to write something down. It could be a gratitude list. It could could be write write a love note to your spouse or write something to your children or, you know, I don't really, I, I'll write in my journal and that makes me happy. I don't care what I write. I'll write a to-do list. That makes me happy because it, it just makes me feel like I'm on task and doing something. So I write a to-do list. I'll write something down that maybe happened during the day, you know, during history, like the Roe versus Wade, I wrote that down um, because, you know, I don't want a memory to hold on the Internet. So I will write it down on a piece of paper in my book, my date book, whatever, day planner, so that when I'm long gone, my kids can go back and look at it and say, oh, this actually happened. All right. So then the next thing we're going to eat something that you like. It could be a piece of chocolate, a teaspoon of peanut butter. Yes, I know. I'm probably promoting bad health, but I don't care. Eat something that makes you happy. Maybe you like hard-boiled eggs and that makes you happy. That's kind of healthy, right? Although that's probably going to be really expensive right now. Um, Steak. Steak is good. I like bacon. I mean, come on. Bacon. I don't know that you want to eat that every day, but, you know, something every day. It could be different. You could eat bacon one day. You could eat chocolate the next day. Ice cream. We eat popsicles every night before we go to bed. Grape popsicles. Love them. That's what we eat every night before we go to bed. Of course, we'll brush our teeth afterwards, but we usually wait a little while because we like that grape taste. Anyway, and that's too much information. All right, then we have two more things. The next thing we're going to do is touch something. I know, Jeffy, get your mind out of the gutter. I know you're not listening, but anyway, touch something. It could be your wedding ring. It could be your Bible. I actually... Okay, during the pandemic, I stopped wearing my jewelry because you were washing your hands constantly. You were putting, you know, that stupid antibacterial on your hands all the time. And I would always have to take off my jewelry after that and put on lotion because it was drying out my hands so much. So I just quit wearing my jewelry. Now, recently, I've started wearing my jewelry again, my wedding rings. I love my wedding rings because I look at it and I touch it and I see it. It's on my hand. It reminds me of my husband constantly. So I love that. Um, so I will see and touch my wedding ring on a daily basis. I also He also bought me this, this necklace that I love that I wear every day now. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's two wedding. It's like two circles connected together. So that's what I like. Um, I don't know what it could be for you. Okay, let's see what else. Oh, the last thing is smell. All right, I got to put this on hold for a second. All right, smell something that makes you calm. That could be your favorite candle, the smell of a good book, the smell of a fresh cup of coffee. That would probably be it for me. Clean clothes, whatever. Something, fresh linen. Um during the holidays, of course, I like the smells of fall. For example, you know, pumpkin spice, that kind of thing. I do love the smell of coffee, though. That Oh, you know what my favorite smell is? And you're going to think I'm really weird. My favorite smell is brand new 
tires. Oh my gosh, I love it. Or a garage where you work on cars. I think I should have been a mechanic, although probably by now I'd be out of a job because <laughs> they don't make cars like they used to. It's all computerized now. I don't think I would like that. But the smell, I used when I sold cars, I used to love going back in the garage because, oh, and I used to love going by the tires because, oh, I love the smell of brand new tires. Love it, love it, love it. I know, I'm strange. Okay, that's it for now. I hope you guys have a great Saturday. I'm kind of uh, happy I was able to get an episode out on the weekend. Uh, Plan on doing it again tomorrow for my daily remarks. I appreciate y'all listening, putting up with my nonsense and, you know, silliness. Maybe it's boring. I don't know. But thank you for listening anyway, if anybody's listening. I think I do have some listeners, a couple. Thank you. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. See you on Twitter, though, for sure. Carol Remarks on Twitter. Thanks. Bye. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy.